Hello and welcome to the Middle Ground Podcast, a podcast all about Baker Prairie. I am your host, Kate Shively, also the school counselor of Baker Prairie, along with many other things. We have finally hit the holiday season, which can be exciting and terrifying and stressful and a whole lot of things. So this episode, instead of having a guest and talking about um, any one specific thing, I thought I would do a holiday mailbag and just go through questions that have come up from parents, um, community members, and even some from some staff. So just talking through all the things that may be on your mind right now. And then once we are back from Thanksgiving, we'll get back with those guests. I also have a new segment that we will start in December with one of our very own that I'm very excited about. So like I said at the very beginning episode one of this podcast, we will continue to figure things out as we go and maybe add some things, change some things, and I'm excited with how this podcast has evolved. So today I have a list of questions. They are not in any particular order, and so things may jump around a little bit, and I'm just going to answer them. So we'll start with the big question, will we ever get to go back to school You know, the easy answer is yes, we will eventually go back to school, you know, whether it's next year, whether it's sometime this year, but we will definitely get back to being school in person. As you probably heard, or if not, you read into, um, Governor Brown has released new metrics that set the standard for both our county and neighboring counties where we have some families and also some staff commute from to get to school. And so it really is all about numbers. And I would say the best place to learn more about when will we return to school? How will we return to school? I know there've been a lot of questions about, you know, great, we'll be back at school, but how does my kid stay safe? Also, how does my kid stay safe and still get an education if at school? And so if you go to our Baker Prairie website, just the homepage, right on that front page there, we have the blueprint for our return to school. So it does change as, as we learn new information from the state, that blueprint has to change to adjust, but you can still read it and it'll give you a general idea of what we're looking at doing and when we would be able to do that. Okay, another question is about why are our students not able to do sports? So we do typically have intramurals at Baker Prairie. Um, we have volleyball, track, basketball, cross country, wrestling. So we offer a variety of sports and we also know there is a great value to students participating in sports at school. And there are different standards for different grade levels, which you'll see if you look at different blueprints for different schools. And for us at Baker Prairie, we are not able to have anyone in person at this time. And that includes any sports. So I do believe the high school has had some activities resume and they may, they also may have stopped at this point because cases are ramping up and things are changing. But we have just been unable to do that, and that is not a decision that any coach is making, that no, we can't practice, and it's just a decision that is made at a higher level, and and we follow for the safety of all of our students, but also all of our staff. The next question is, there are so many emails. How do I know which ones to read? In an ideal world, you would read them all, right? Obviously, especially for those parents who have multiple kids in their homes at different schools in the district, that is a lot of emails to read. So I will highlight a few of the emails that come pretty regularly and cover a lot of information. So one of those would be the weekly email from your student's advisory teacher. That is an email that covers everything for the house. So you won't get an email from their advisory teacher, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. You get an email sometime between Friday and Sunday, I believe, that is from their advisory teacher. And look for that one. It contains all of the links to their stuff and also all of 
what's about to happen the next week. So it's really, that one's a good one and, and covers a lot of information. Mrs. Turner also has a weekly parent newsletter that goes out. You can sign up for that newsletter on our Baker Prairie website, but it covers things that are happening school-wide. So programs like the Giving Tree, where we were asking if families needed support, extra clubs for students, um, just important school information comes through there. So you definitely want to look for that email as well. Not to say that all the emails teachers are sending are not important. They typically are, right? They're emailing you for a reason and and they have something to talk about. They need some support. Um, But I would highlight reading those two regularly so that you know what's going on both in your student's house and in Baker Prairie as a whole. Okay, the next one is about the social component that we're missing from school. So how does my kid get their social needs met? That is a fantastic question and now requires a little more creativity, right? Because kids aren't in the hallways interacting. They aren't getting to partner up. During class, they don't get to have lunch and break together and that after school time to hang out. And so, you know, a lot of the hours of their day used to have some social components to it. And that's different now, even if they are all sitting in a class together on Zoom. So I'm not going to speak to the safety measures that every family is taking for their own home. I can tell you what we have at Baker Prairie. And so, you know, you can do those things like distance hangs at parks. You can do a lot of Zooms. You can do FaceTimes. And I think regularly scheduled ones are great. My partner and I have a regular happy hour that we do and we get on Zoom. We have a regular game night um, with family members that get scheduled periodically. And those are great things to have and look forward to and get us interacting with folks, even if it's not in person. But school-wise, we also have a lot of groups at school. So we have a great program, Todos Juntos. They have a few different groups, um, even an arts group. So if your kid really likes to do art, there is a group called Spiro, and that focuses on math um, with some coding and robotics. So they're learning, but also are interacting in a small group with other students. And then there are also just the regular small groups. So like right now, I know I'm running an anxiety and stress one, and we meet every week just to kind of talk about the anxiety and stress, and we work on how to cope with those things and, and really focus on that topic of anxiety. But I've also had students reach out requesting groups and some of those even being social groups and that's okay. And we would absolutely do those. Okay. So another question is about um, needing that extra help from teachers. So my kid used to stay after school or after class and talk directly with the teacher and that was the best way they got help. So how do they get that now? So this is a year of a lot of um, growth for all of us. And we actually do have a way that students can get that one-on-one help, even though they can't necessarily just hang out after class and five minutes may not cut it between classes. It does require students to do a little more online stuff, which I know is uncomfortable and not what they're used to. Every teacher has office hours. And those office hours, if you check that weekly email, the office hours are posted there. I believe they're either posted there or they're linked there. And every teacher has office hours throughout the week. And that is a time that students can log in and get that one-on-one help that they need. They can either set that up, you know, in advance or they can just contact the teacher during their office hours. But every teacher has those and every student is welcome to use those. They also have the small groups on Thursday. So if you notice that your student is doing advisory and nothing else on Thursdays, but they're struggling, they need to be logging in to those small groups with their teachers. And those typically happen during that regular class time. Okay, so another question about getting holiday support this year. Um, I know we have a lot of families that this year is different in the sense that, you know, they may not have needed the support before and this year they do. So there are ways to get support. Right now we are referring families to Kiwanis. So Kiwanis has a fantastic holiday program. We at Baker Prairie 
cover as many families as we can with our giving tree. And that deadline is passed because we do have to get that out early. Kiwanis can do the, the same thing. And so if you are needing help from Kiwanis, you can either contact me by email or phone or you can go on the Canby Kiwanis website. There is an application that you submit that tells them what you need, how many members are in your household, things like that. And then they have to have that by December 1st. Okay, this one we hear a lot. So I have multiple kids at home doing school at the same time. Any advice for managing this? That is incredibly tough. Kids at each level are doing different things. They need different levels of Um, management, I guess I would say. And on top of that, I would imagine a lot of our parents are working at the exact same time. So we know this is definitely a big stretch for families. I definitely advise posting schedules. So whether you do this on a whiteboard, whether you just print off the daily schedule from each school, have those schedules posted so that you can write on any additional things, any special groups your kid may have, anything you want them to do, like while you're working, right? So if you need to make sure they have a snack between second and third period, write that on that schedule. If you need to designate that after-school homework time because your student's having trouble logging out of school and then remembering to do that work, write that on there as well. I also really recommend using alarms. So a lot of students need a break at 1.30. They are tired of just looking at the computer and need a little bit of a break. So set an alarm for 2 p.m. Give them a half-hour break and set those alarms, and um, each of them should be able to do that from their iPads. So you can set personalized alarms to each student to tell them when to work. I also really recommend giving them a designated workspace. So typically students who are maybe working from their rooms and working in bed are not as successful as students who are working somewhere where they were sitting upright. It feels a little bit more like school. In relation to that, having that regular school routine. So have the same wake up time for everyone, have breakfast time and have them get ready like they normally would for a regular school day so that they're, it does feel different than just on the weekends where they're waking up and and staying home again and and not doing school. And headphones, headphones would be key as well. And I would say if you do not have headphones for your kids and you need them and you don't know where to find them or you can't get them, please let me know because I will happily help get those for you. Okay, another question. Um, This is about mental health. So I'm worried about my kids' mental health going into the holiday season. What should I be looking for? So we do see, especially when the sun sets super early, it's dark a lot of the time, um, and also with the holidays this year, maybe not meeting expectations, we do see that kids struggle during this time. And on a normal year, this is a hard time just because of the the pressures. And um, for me, I love seeing my family, and it still can be a little bit stressful, and I love it, and it can still be stressful. So then you add into this year having to figure things out in a different way, not getting to get out as normal. Like I definitely think there's a valid reason to be extra concerned and pay extra attention to your kids mental health at this time so the things you're looking for are kind of going to be those typical things that I've talked about previously so you're looking for changes in in habits so that's eating that's sleeping that's motivation to do things that's interaction with um, hobbies and with other people if you see any changes there that's something you'll want to to talk about and confront so you can get a better feel for where they're at and also I Really recommend doing those what we call temperature checks on a regular basis. So we do those weekly here at school where we just check in and have kids like rate where they're at on a scale of I think one to five or one to ten and just how they're doing overall and then we ask why. And you can do casual check-ins like that at home daily, weekly. Um, You can keep those casual but frequent so that you are staying in tune with your student. If you do have concerns, you are always welcome to reach out to me and ask questions. 
It may not be that you're asking me to solve the problem for you, but you just need to talk it through with someone. You can definitely email or call me and we can do that. And if you need references to anyone or um, a referral somewhere, then I can do that too. So this is back to academic support. So I haven't done math since I was in school. Do you have any tutoring recommendations? So that is a great question because we we know that kids are needing some extra help right now, not having that in-person contact. So I would go back to my previous response about getting that extra help from teachers. Tutoring is great. A good place to start is using those teachers' office hours and also the small groups because they can get that one-on-one help. We also have an academic helpline that you can find on our school website that students can call. And there are other organizations in the community that offer tutoring, like the Canby Center is a place we typically would recommend students go for tutoring questions that are just currently shut down. So if you are looking for tutoring, it may have to be a little bit outside of the box and outside of school, but I do really recommend utilizing those office hours with teachers first. So the next one's a little different. So I enjoyed listening to your interview with your dad. I hope to one day have that kind of relationship with my kid. How did you do that? (laughs) Which may be, you know, this may be a better question for my dad. But I think from my perspective, I will say it's really, really cool. My dad often says how great it is to go from being a parent to wanting to be a friend with your adult kids, right? You've gone through the hard part and now you get to kind of enjoy it. and, And he not only wants, you know, has to be our dad, but he wants to be our friend. And it is a really cool thing. For me, I think, you know, we talk about that we kind of hit a lot of the rosy parts in that interview, but there were definitely parts that were not rosy and there were definitely things that, you know, he didn't do well. And I, as the kid, obviously there were lots of things I didn't do well, right? But he, as a parent, I think there were, there were good things and bad things, which happens for every parent. And, and from my perspective, I think the most important thing was just the openness. We definitely had some battles, I would say, where we did not view things the same and we, you know, particularly around like custody arrangements. I got really fed up with that at a certain point. Um, and so there were there were times that we really butted heads about things, but we had that basis of like openness and being able to apologize and admit being wrong. And my dad and my mom both modeled that for me very well. We learned early that honesty is really important and fessing up to things you did and taking ownership of those things when you do them wrong was also really important. So like the best thing you can do is just love your kid well and so those other things will work themselves out is is important. Okay, and that is our holiday mailbag. So I may do this periodically where I just take questions that come in commonly and answer them all in one go. And I do appreciate the feedback and the questions that come in because like I said, we are all in this struggle together and we are all struggling at different degrees on different days. And so it's really great to be able to come together as a Baker Prairie community within our greater Canby community and work together. So we do have a couple of Baker Prairie announcements here. So a reminder that we do not have school next week, Wednesday through Friday for Thanksgiving. So that's November 25th, 26th, and 27th. You will not have any of your kids logging in to classes on that day, but that is a great time if they are behind to take some breaks, have some fun, relax, and also get a little bit of work done. And as I mentioned before, if you missed our Giving Tree all call, you can still receive holiday support through Kiwanis. So again, you can contact me or you can go to the Canby Kiwanis website for their application, which is due on December 1st. We also have a couple of shout outs. So I want to give shout outs to everyone who attended conferences. We had 
over 90% of our students at conferences, and that is a huge deal. It's so important, especially in a year when it's hard to feel connected to your school. It's so great to have had everyone there. And, you know, in turn, a shout out to the teachers who all did those conferences. I don't know if we've ever had that high of a turnout and had that many in such a short amount of time. And so good job, everyone, for that. And now let's end on a high note. So I love a good theme, and we recently just had Veterans Day, which is a day to honor all of our veterans. And so I'm going to have our high note on theme. And this week's high note comes to us from Washington, D.C. Holly Ann Milley, who's the wife of Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Mark Milley, was attending a Veterans Day ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery. During the ceremony, a man collapsed. He had stopped breathing, and he just went down. Now, Holly Ann has actually been a nurse for 33 years, so when she heard the commotion and looked to see what had happened and saw the man was on the ground, she sprang into action. By the time she got to him, he was no longer breathing, and she couldn't even feel his pulse, so she performed CPR and saved his life. So I think especially in a time where our medical professionals are putting their lives on the line daily as they go to work in a pandemic with a really deadly virus, this is a really cool thing to highlight, not only to highlight Veterans Day, but also to highlight those hero medical professionals who are always there when we need them and are always serving our communities. So that is it for us this week. I hope everyone has a restful and gratitude-filled Thanksgiving. And as we always say, stay kind, Baker Prairie.